You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Question Reality. Question Reality. With Priscilla Leona. Priscilla Leona. Only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Question Reality. I am Priscilla Leona, your host, and we are coming to you live from Studio City, California. And you can catch our show every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 5.50 p.m. And if this is your first time tuning in, our show is about informative entertainment, and it's done in a fun, upbeat, improv style. So we'll provide you with tips and advice and resource information on how you can pursue a career in show business, no matter what type of business you want to be in and show business, we've got a guest here that's going to cover uh, something you're interested in. And um, the guests that work in various professions in the entertainment industry, that means that we will definitely have someone from a career that you're interested in on the show sooner and later. But if you want to find out who will be on the show in the future, you can always visit our website directly, and that's questionreality.us, not .com, questionreality.us. And if you want to check out any of our past guests, read their bios, listen to any of the shows, download the shows, uh, you go to the latalkradio.com, latalkradio.com, which is what you're probably on now, and you click on the um, channel one, it's at the top of the LA Talk Radio website, and you look for our show, Question Reality, and you click on it, and it'll take you directly to the archive page, and you can pretty much peruse at your own leisure, play something, or download it for uh, future listening pleasure we're also on itunes so you can check us out there under question reality and we would love for you to call in and ask questions or provide comments on the guests that we have today and we ask that you call in between 5 15 and 5 30 and we take your calls directly you don't have to go through a screening process and the call-in number should be right in front of you if you're listening to us live via the website but just in case it's area code 323 203-0815. And if you liked our show again, found that it helped you in some way, we would love to hear from you. Uh, the guests always enjoy email, so please, please, please take advantage of that. You can email us directly at info, I-N-F-O, at questionreality.us. And today we have a fantastic guest for you. He is I, I just found this guy totally fascinating. I, I meet so many people and so many people are referred to me. Um, everybody thinks everyone would be a great guest for the show. And someone said, you know, you got to check this guy, Matt Zoe, out. He's hysterical. He's hilarious. So they gave me his website address and and I checked it out and I thought, my God, he is so funny. They were right. And um, so I contacted, I, I believe, his manager, Jan, uh, and she sent me a press kit. And I was just reading some of the verbiage and I thought, oh, my God, does this guy write his own material or does he have someone else write it? So I said, I got to have him on the show. So contacted him and he so graciously uh, decided to be a guest on the show in which we thank him very much. And he is here with us today. His name is Matt Zoe, and he is a comedian and self-proclaimed guru. And welcome, Matt Zoe. I'm, I'm sorry. I think there has been a mistake. I'm actually Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> and I want everybody to, I want everybody to transcend their ego 
while I talk in monosyllabic terms that will be somnolent and make you go to sleep. And here we is, go. <laughs> is, this help, is this helping your pain by... Oh, wait, hold on a second. Oh, somebody punched me in the head. Oh, my God. I'm actually Matt Zom, a split personality. Good to be here. I want to mention to the viewers that I also have many other skills besides being a guru. I'm a producer, which means I try to produce things as cheaply as possible. I'm a director, which means I get to tell people what to do. I'm a writer, which means I make up stuff. I'm a casting agent, which I basically tell people all day, you're not right for the part. I'm a talent manager, so I try to find people with, with minimal talent but who look really good on the screen. I'm a stunt person. I try to hit the bag every time. I'm a makeup artist. I try to cover up the molds. And, uh, and I'm also a, a, a multidimensional master of time and space. Thank you very much. My God. Well, I sure hope you're getting paid for all these activities. I know a lot of people in California who do a lot of the same stuff, and they're lucky to pay their rent. So I hope it's working out for you. Now, let me, let me for everyone who's listening, I want you to go to his website right now. His website is gurumatzo.com, G-U-R-U-M-A-T-Z-O.com, and check him out as we're talking and that way you'll come up with some questions that you might want to ask him now um, from what I understand Matzo is and you can correct me Matt but I understand that you are a holistic comedian a rascal an absurdity guru a shameless self-promoter a dedicated financer and author is this true? Gosh, I sound so good. I know. And and what about this Matzo developing lousy, holistic products and presents entertaining workshops across the United States? Now, that would be fantastic for parties. That would be that sounds like you are the man to hire for some action and fun. Tell us a little bit about what you do with that. Uh, lousy holistic products are really where the money is. So, uh, and anybody who's visiting my website now that wants to make a donation, operators are standing by. We take, we're not taking American dollars anymore, only Euro, uh, European Union uh, funds because it's a better rate. And, uh, and people in California, don't call me up asking for me to, for a loan. You guys created your budget problem and you're going to have to fix it. Ooh. But anyway, I don't want to talk about politics. Woo! Uh, no, definitely. Uh, are, are you are you laughing or are you having a hemorrhage? What are you doing? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Please. I'm actually going to ask you about your book. You wrote a book called, oh my gosh, now let me make sure I get this right. It's a long title. Just do title. the first part and I'll do, this, I'll do the subtitle. You do the main title, I'll do the subtitle. Okay, okay. The Rascal's Guide to Enlightenment. How to Become Enlightened on a Budget by Taking a Course in the Power of the Celestial Sneaker Prophecy, Dematsu Code Now, Copyright Registered Trademark, Ohm, Dream Tree Press. Thank you very much. Everybody buy 10 copies and share the wealth. Oh, my God. Now, tell us about your book. What is what is that book about? It's I've never heard of a book with that long of a title. I imagine it took up the whole cover. What is that book about? Tell us. It's about enlightenment, getting enlightened on a budget. Uh, it's got 12 <laughs> chapters in there. Talk about ecology, uh, meditation techniques, uh, how to know if you're a snag, which is a sensitive New Age guy, how to know if you're a seg, which is a spiritually enthusiastic goddess. And for all the listeners who can't read, I got uh, cartoons in there. So that's another, that's, another, that's another demographic that we have to reach. So oh. please, operators are standing by right now. Call and order a copy. Oh, my God. Now, do you consider yourself enlightened? I mean, who are your spiritual teachers? It makes products move more quickly if I can tell people I'm enlightened. It's more impressive. If I tell people I'm almost there, and then they say, well, here's a check. It, it might almost clear. 
So, you know, you got to like promote yourself, you got to build yourself up. You know, in this business, it's 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 uh you just you got to, you know, promote yourself, make yourself seem bigger than life. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, you know, they, you know, talk about the amazing experiences, uh communicating with aliens, you know, um uh, you know, extraordinary states of consciousness, and uh, and of course, being able to you know uh, transform ordinary uh, materials into gold. Oh. You have to you you beef up, uh-huh. beef up your resume. Uh-huh. Uh, my spiritual teachers, I've had many spiritual teachers. Uh, uh, obviously, Eckhart Tolle is one guy that I really like. Uh, uh, yoga masters um, and various con artists and grifters ah. have also contributed to my knowledge. <laughs> so uh, that's now, really, it's a, it's a panoply, a variety of uh, various influences. Now, uh, I guess you wrote this book and you go around and you actually make money. So for we'll just say that you are enlightened, okay? So what do you think is the key to enlightenment? Try to buy everything wholesale <laughs> because then, then you feel better. Uh, basically, you know, love other people. Uh, I try to usually love uh, the wives of my friends, which usually works out well. Uh, be kind, do good things, um, you know, pay your taxes, uh, you know, the usual stuff. There's some, there's some tips in the book. I mean, I give lots of tips, little, you know, little tricks and tips, enlightened. And actually, for those people who are too lazy to actually do the work, and, you know, in America, a lot of people are lazy with their spirituality. They just want somebody to tell them what to do. Uh, as a as a as a public service, in the everybody in your in your everybody turn to page X I I in the book the Rascal Guide to Enlightenment. I actually put in a certificate of enlightenment. So basically, you just stick your name on it, uh, you frame it, you put it up on the wall, and then you're enlightened. And this, of course, is backed by the Maryland Chambers Chamber of Commerce. So you know, it's a good thing. I see. Now, why did you write this book? What you know? What led you to want to write this book? What was the to make money? Are you kidding me? To help you, to help humanity. I'm here to make money. I gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta put your stuff in the uh, in a book to, you know, to get it out there. And I'm my video. I have a video that's gonna be up on YouTube shortly within the next week or so. So it's all PR. That's basically it. I mean, I got good information there. I kind of know my stuff. But uh, you know, everybody, you know, some people, some people cook hamburgers. Other people, you know, run banks not very well. And uh, and I. Uh, this first spiritual knowledge. That's oh. my gig, man. So, so what are people going to get out of reading? And if they buy it, what are they going to get for their money? What are? Uh, what's... It's an exchange. I'm going to get twelve ninety five. <laughs> They're going to get twelve chapters of information, like, <laughs> like such as spiritual reality television. That's chapter one. Ah. <laughs> Stuff, stuff, and stuff. Chapter two: spiritual acronyms for the text messaging seekers. See, I'm very up to date and hip with the technology. Uh-huh. That's three. Uh, two chapters on ecology, which are the quest for wherewithal and eco-friendly tofurkey transmissions. <laughs> I got cartoons. I got the get. I got the the the, the matzo brand because I have my brand of products. Uh, Matzo brand uh, being this coupon, the Matzo brand certificate of enlightenment. It's also chock full of my products because I, you know, I have I, I promote my own Matzo brand international products. It's an MLM, which stands for multi-level marketing, but also Matzo loves money. So this book, <laughs> shortly and briefly and and succinctly t- entitled "The Rascal Guide to Enlightenment: How to Become Enlightened on a Budget by Taking a Course in the Power of the Celestial Sneaker Properties the Matzo Code." Now it's it's a bargain. It's 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 worth twelve hundred dollars, but I'm giving it to for twelve ninety five. That's a very good deal. Right now, now, why did you include uh, enlightenment exercises in each chapter? What was the purpose of that? 
Well, if you want to fix up your thighs, you use a thigh master or something like that. And, uh, you know, you need techniques. In terms of spirituality, you do use a thigh master. You use, uh, you need spiritual techniques. See, in spirituality, you, know, you can't just, like, say, well, I want to love people or, you know, God is good or something. You've got to actually have workable techniques. So uh, I actually was a spiritual teacher before I started doing my performances, before I wear the beard and all that stuff and uh, teaching meditation. So I know real things. So actually in the book, every chapter has... Uh, an enlightenment affirmation and a real meditation or exercise that they can do. So, for example, uh, I got an exercise in there about being a wackadoodle, and a wackadoodle is like when you're like a like you act silly. So, for people who are very serious, I give them real suggestions how they can go out in public and make fools of themselves, and yet kind of free themselves up from that uh, you know you know being so serious. Right. And so I have. Lots of good, lots of good information. Did you actually read my book? Did I, you actually get a copy of the book? I did in the press kit, and my husband and I were hysterical. My husband is—he said this guy is the funniest guy I have ever. I I, I want to read more, and he's not a reader, and I and he found himself reading the book, and I'm like, oh my god, good. I can't believe he's reading it. He hates reading. He's an audio tape guy, but uh, yeah, he thought oh, you were really okay. funny. Now I have a qu- another question for you. Have you um, gotten any complaints? from snags or segs and elaborate what that is again a snag is a sensitive new age guy <laughs> it's kind of like a guy he's you know they might think he's gay but he's just trying to like be very loving you know it's like uh like you know, name, so a the star. Book, have... name a star that we can relate to uh ooh, i don't know i guess you could say alan alda but that's old school yeah. i mean in the book, I offer a questionnaire. So that if you ask yourself these questions, then you might be a snag. So, you know, like uh, if you're more emotionally sensitive than your girlfriend, you might be a snag. Or when you hug women, they say, you have so much heart energy. Or I feel so safe and non-threatened with you. Uh, or you might be a snag if, you know, uh, you know, just last night, Somewhere in Time, that movie Somewhere in Time was on TV. And, you know, you might be a snag if you yearn to travel and frequently watch the movie somewhere in time while fantasizing that you and Jane Seymour will one day meet and fall in love via time travel. You know, you're, you're a snag if you must resist uncontrollable urges to participate in a belly dance class or attend a goddess circle or, uh, you know, if you play the didgeridoo or into drum circles uh, or wear Jesus sandals, then you might definitely have snag tendencies. And what about seg? Seg is the counterpart... Um, uh, of the snag. So a seg is a spiritually enthusiastic goddess. I actually coined that phrase. I did not coin the snag phrase, but I did coin the seg phrase. So you might be a seg if you, you know, like you drive a hybrid car, recycle everything, make your kids eat granola and wear hemp clothing at Renaissance fairs. Uh, you might be a seg if you put self-esteem affirmations on your computer monitor by your bedside and on your bathroom mirror. Or you might be a seg if you would seriously consider dating Bigfoot if he'd be open to getting his hair styled a little bit. Mm. So, because, you know, dating, you know, sometimes is very, very uh, challenging. And, of course, uh, you might be a seg if you fantasize about being the Jane Seymour character from the movie Somewhere in Time and hoping that that dreamy guy you've just met is, in fact, a time traveler who has journeyed from the future to meet you. I think I may be, yeah, I think I may be a seg then, because I, I was thinking, oh, well, this, these are all male-related terms, but now that you added the Jane Seymour thing in there, I can relate. And that's so weird that you say that, because my husband, that is his favorite movie of all time. He was, he was so, <laughs> he was so, well, it was only because he was so in love with Jane Seymour, that's why 
He liked it. Does, but... he, eat or, does he eat organic pizza or listen to meditation CDs? Uh, power CDs, Tony Robbins. What 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 oh. category is that? Is that a snag or a oh, sag? Oh God, Tony <laughs> Robbins, awaken the giant within. Yes! That guy's head is so big. His head is bigger than my entire body. Ah. I love Tony, but man, he's got a big cranium. I mean, you know, really. He's got to do something about that cranium reduction. Well, but that's because he's he, so he, smart. He, he got giantism because he, he kept on saying awaken the giant within, and, and he integrated that infra affirmation, created that reality where he became a giant. That's yeah. what I think happened. There. I, I think, think he was a sh- short guy. At one time, yeah. With. I think he's got so much, uh, so much wisdom. I think that's what's crammed in there. Now, let me ask you, what exactly is Damatzo Code? What is that? Well, my book is a parody, a satire of various spiritual, you know, popular things like the secret, the shmikrit is what I call it, uh, the Celestine prophecy, I call it the celestial prophecy, and the Matzo Code is a parody of, parody of the Da Vinci Code. So in each chapter, I have a special code, which is actually modeled for those Mayanologists out there, and I know there's so many Mayanologists living, you know, li- listening right now, but there's a calendar called the Zolkin which is based on, on uh, various uh, astronomical influences and symbols. And so I know about the Mayan calendar. So on page 130 of the Rassel's Guide to Enlightenment, there's a code that you basically have to decipher different symbols, and that gives you a letter. So at the end of every chapter, there's a super schmeekert spiritual question that can only be answered by deciphering the code by using the special Damazo code. And uh, it just helps. It's something fun to do, like a brain teaser. It's a filler. It, you know, it fills a couple of pages in the book. And, it, and there's some funny answers. But some of them are palindromes and some other things. I like word games and that sort of stuff. Well, it sounds like you just got a book chock full of fun and excitement. Now, I know that one of the things you have in there is that beingness coupon. Uh, and now, let me ask you, come on now. Can that actually be redeemed anywhere? Uh, come on. What, where can we reduce well, in, in, in this economy where they're trying to reduce all the prices and get people in the stores, I try it. You know, I go to Walmart and say, "Look, I got this beingness coupon." I read and go, "Oh, I'm not my mind. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not, you know, I'm not my body." Oh, okay, we'll we'll give you ten percent off the uh, the hairspray. They can do that. So yeah, I try it. But basically, the beingness coupon is about you know when you're flipping out and you're you're looking at the outer world and looking at the chaos and you know whatever with your neurotic thoughts. You just kind of whip out the uh, the beingness coupon and it helps you relax. It helps you to become centered and, and kind of gives you like an Eckhart Tolle flavor. And by the way, I'm working on a new product with Eckhart Tolle. We're going to move, go into um, food production. So I got with a new product called Matzo Brand International Eckhart Tolle Guacamole. Ooh. So you, now, now can you read Eckhart Tolle, you can eat his, his, his essence in, in the guacamole, which is uh, very good, very tasty. Which, it's served with Chopra trips. Are you it's kidding me? It's my little me? partnership with Deepak Chopra. Is that I, I, look, if I can If I can snack the matzo brand still a dubious quality on a product, then gosh darn it, I'll do it. I'll sell anything. Oh my God! Now, now I I, I know that uh, you seem to be really uh, into money, and you want to get that twelve ninety five for your book. But let me ask you, what? Really? Yeah. Well, let me ask you. Why do you, you say that? Well, <laughs> well, let me ask you, what? Why? What are some things that people? Can you give us some advice on any budget stuff? Like what? What are some things people can do to save money when they're trying to be enlightened? I mean. It seems like people, one, people who are trying to be enlightened seem to be the poorest people, aren't they? Or the richest. 
some of them, some of the, there's two different distinctions. Now, some people, spirituality is more like a social interaction. You know, they'll, they'll go twirl incense or, you know, listen to some gongs or something because it's a social opportunity. Other people like the real diehard secrets who want to go and, you know, learn and expand their consciousness and really want the real deal. So, here are three tips. The first tip is, obviously, buy my book, The Rassel's Guide to Enlightenment, How to Become Enlightened on a Budget by Taking a Course in the Power of Celestial Speaker Prophecy, the Matzo Code Now, Copyright Registered Trademark Ohm. <laughs> Uh, buy that. Uh, that will give you a lot of tips right there. Uh, secondly, visit my website, gurumatso.com, because there are many super sneakered pages there and, and information that's not in the book that's on the website. And actually, my secret identity, my real identity under the beard, or my other identities revealed on it. And thirdly, uh, you know, try to keep it simple. You know, this is going to sound a little bit off the wall, but, you know, just try to have fun. You know, on the spiritual path, we try to struggle and fight and, and figure things out and analyze and try to be a good person, clear up our issues and get good karma and whatever, wear hem clothing at Renaissance fairs, whatever. Just try to have fun with it because nobody said that spirituality had to be so serious. Try to have fun. Try to enjoy life. Be loving to other people. And go back to point one, buy my book. And that's basically it. That will get you there. So that's going to save, uh, help people save money to become enlightened, do all that. Because how much money does I it think make? Captain, I think Captain Christopher Pike from the original episode of Star Trek said it best. <laughs> Man of great wisdom. You are too funny. Yeah, that My husband is here and he's listening to you. And of course, Star Trek is his favorite of all time in the Christopher Pike episode. So you just, I swear, it's like he is going to come... Dharma Tengalada Tanagra! He's going to try to come marry you, my God. Dharma Tengalada Tanagra! He'll know what it means. Okay, now, okay. I have a question now. I noticed that you... Sorry, no more questions. No more questions. <laughs> Only telepathy. We will meet... I will only answer... You no, are not. Wait, where's my tip jar? Hold on a second here. <laughs> Got my matzo brand tip jar. You throw a tip in there, I'll be happy to answer your questions. Right, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Please. So you... Please. I noticed that you dedicated the book to Andy, who is Andy. Andy Kaufman. Oh, really? That's was... my hero. That's my hero. I have a shrine to him on the super secret page on gurumatzo.com. I have a shrine to him because... Andy Kaufman, <clears throat> he wasn't a comedian in the regular sense. He was more of a comedic actor. He was in Taxi and mm -hmm. uh, some movies and different things. But he was a performance artist, from what I can see. And he just made people question reality. And I just, I, I was so inspired by him. And, um, you know, that's really inspired me to get into this because I was a regular meditation teacher, and I found that people were getting too serious and started to follow me around like I was some sort of authority. So I decided to twist the reality around by putting on a beard and putting on the glasses and, and doing a parody of my usual class. And a lot of people, a lot of my students didn't recognize it was me. So at that moment, I recognized that reality is very flexible. You know, pe you tell people something and they believe it. And that's what Andy Kaufman did. I mean, he was one of the greatest all-time original uh, comedic people of all time. So the book is dedicated to him. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, she was married to um, Mary Lou Henner's brother. So uh, we have heard stories about uh, 
Mr. Kaufman because, of course, Mary Lou Henner worked with him and uh, thought he was a really brilliant uh, comedian. And he was a very nice guy off, you know, when he was off, off. Uh, so he right. actually was a very nice guy. Um, yeah. So Andy Kaufman. Wow. We No, he, he was. Um, I don't know. Did you think that Jim Carrey did justice to him in that movie that was out? A I didn't see them. No, I watched a little bit of it, but you can't. Listen, Milos Forman, who, who, who made One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, is a great director, but how do you catch lightning in a bottle? It's like making, you know, remember the Doors movie? Right. You know, and that was a good movie, but I mean, if you watch Jim Morrison or something, he's just such a presence. Who can replicate that? So I admire Jim Carrey. I think, I think he gave it his best, but I watched parts of the film that didn't make much sense to me. I didn't really resonate with it, but... Um, I will, you know, again, his work will stand alone. His specials and his performances will stand alone. And one thing that he did, which, which I'm going to give you, a, I'm telling you a secret now, mm-hmm. or schmeekret as I like to call it okay. about myself, is that what Andy did, which was brilliant, was he created another character called Tony Clifton, which was an obnoxious Catskills comedian. So he put on this costume and he went out as his other character. So he was any cop and doing his material. Then he would book under a separate manager, Tony Clifton. So he had two characters. Well, that's exactly what I have done because I have Matt Zoe, which is my personality. And then I have another guy, which is the guy underneath the wig and the sunglasses, who's actually a metaphysical teacher who also has a book. So I've actually been going on radio shows. I haven't gone on your shows yet, but I've gone on radio shows with both personalities, but they don't know it's the same guy. Wow. Whoa. And what happened? What happens a lot is sometimes, like yesterday, I just shot a video. I was uh, I'm in Denver, and there's a there's a uh, there's a guy named Sister Who. I'm gonna give a little plug for my friend Sister Who. It's a guy he dresses like a like a nun. He's very unique, yeah. but he's a very great intellect. Anyway, I approached him as Matzo and said I'd like to be on your 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 cable access show, and so I sent him the book. He didn't think it was funny. He's a very serious guy. He hated it. He hated it. <laughs> But then I went. But then I went as my other personality, the other guy with my other book, where I'm a respected teacher, and he let me go on the show, and he liked me so much. He just shot four video segments of me on his show, which is going to air in Denver in the next month. So I, I'm there with him. We're there for hours. We're having these great interviews as my other personality. And on the way out, he goes. We're talking about different guests. He goes, you know, there's only one guy I never let in the show. It was this comedian named Matzo. And he goes, he just, he was very strange. I didn't find that he had any depth whatsoever. Oh. And I said, oh, isn't that interesting? Well, that's nice. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll see you later. So I enjoy, so people who hate Matzo, they love the other guy, the other personality. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing an Andy Kaufman where I'm messing with people's heads, and eventually a lot of people don't realize that it's the same guy on the show. <laughs> oh, my God, and he still doesn't know that you're Matzo? No, doesn't know. Oh, my God. That yeah, and the, funny, and the and the and the funny thing is, the people who hate or don't like Matzo, like the one one lady in Texas, she did a show. She's a very big metaphysical show. She said, uh, "I read the book, and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that great." <laughs> okay, she was telling to me my other personality. Okay. So then, when I went on her show as my other personality, we did a great interview. We nailed it, and actually, and then I even went on as Matzo. She did let me go on as Matzo. And I went on that, and I made a crack up. Ugh. So so it tells you the whole thing is this. 
Your show is called Questioning Reality. What I want to encourage all the listeners to do is to question your identity because you are whoever you say you are. And what is your identity? Is it your age? Is it your finances? Is it a wig that you're wearing? What is all those things? That's not really your real self. Your, your identity is whatever you make it to be, and it can change depending on who you're with. So it's very flexible. That is true. I agree 100%. Now, um, I know that you're, you know, you're kidding about, uh, oh, you know, buy my book twelve ninety five, but you're not really. So kind of like when you first started, I was like, man, this guy is, seems to be obsessed by money. Now, let me ask you, do you think that money, this is a crazy question. Do you think money is spiritual? Money is very spiritual. The more money I have, the more spiritual I feel. <laughs> and and I want to say that sex is very spiritual. The more sex I have, the more spiritual I feel. Oh. As a matter of fact, my next book is going to be The Rassel's Guide to Love and Sexuality. I'm currently doing research. So if there are any women who want to help me with that research, please contact me at gurumatsa.com. If it takes 20 years of researching this sexuality stuff, I'm going to do it to create the best book and, and have some fun in the, in, in the book. And the more money you have spiritually, the more sex you can have spiritually, the better the sex, right? Because you can buy a That's higher... That's like astral sex. That's uh, like yeah. astral sex. You know, I was talking about sex is making my chakras spontaneously aligned. Here oh, we go. hell no. Wow, that was great for me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, if you, yeah, I'll agree with. See, the thing is, in life, just agree with people and they'll like you. you know? Yeah, that's it. If, if you say sex is good, you say you're right. If they say sex is bad, okay, yeah, it is. And, yeah. you know, if you're trying to get money from them, just agree with them. Buy into their ego. Tell them what they want to hear, people. Wow. I don't know about that. But, uh, okay, so what, what is the uh, self esteem energizer? Tell, me, tell us about that. Is that it? <laughs> I'm not paying twelve ninety five. Didn't we send you one? Didn't we send you one? What is this? No, is I never got that. All right, my my uh, I guess my uh, my publisher was cheap with you. The self esteem energizer is like a, a hand clapper. You know, it's like a little plastic hand clapper. You know, I can't. I can't make any money from telling people to hug themselves and love themselves. I've got to make products. So we came up with this Matzah brand product, the Matzah brand self-esteem energizer. It's basically a hand clapper uh, emblazoned with the Matzah brand seal of dubious quality. Um, and basically, why, why rely upon other people to make you feel good about yourself? Yeah. Use the Matzah brand self-esteem energizer to give yourself a quick boost of worthiness. So when you're feeling bad, whip it out. It only takes a few seconds. And just be aware, though, that it may break with excessive use. Uh. The Matzah brand self-esteem energizer comes in three sizes, small, medium, and I really have some major issues that prevent me from loving myself for any reason. Uh. So uh, that's it's a big product. It's the biggest seller. Call now, gurumatzah.com. Uh, operators are standing by to make you feel more self-esteem. Wow, it sounded like um, a car karachas, those little karachas. I, I, is it supposed karachas? to sound, You know, those little... Uh, well, how, do we get, how do we get on the topic of talking about my karachas? <laughs> <laughs> now, Please me, don't talk about my karachas. I'm very sensitive about my karachas. It's a sensitive topic now, now, about let my me, karachas. Let me ask you, you seem What's like... karachas? A, well, I don't know if that's the name for them. It's the little Brazilian Spanish things that you hold in your fingers and you click them when you're dancing uh you know you see the you know in mexico they you know i'm very big in mexico but they don't call me matzo the unleavened when they call me nacho <laughs> nacho libre nacho libre nacho the crunchy one they like to crunch they like to crunch 
now you, you, you seem like a, a guy who's just so full of energy and life and I think you could personally carry your own show are you planning a are you planning your own reality TV show in the future Oh, Priscilla, I'm actually a very dark, deep soul. That's what uh, I hear. Yes, a new reality show. Thank you for asking. Uh, here's what we got. We're working on it right now. Here we go. Uh, it's on a tropical island, okay? I'm on it with 20 beautiful women. Uh, I think they're porn stars or supermodels or something, or maybe uh -huh. like a combination, like a poo-poo platter of different beauty, beautiful uh -huh. women. And anyway, uh, the, every show begins where uh, every morning I get up, and there's a big pile of money. And I jump in a pile of money, and I swim around it, you know, kind of make money angels. And um, that's all we got so far. We're working on it. But that's, that's the basic premise. I mean, would you watch, would you watch me on a chapel garage with 20 beautiful women swimming in money and then, you know, making shtick and doing things? <sighs> I'm going to have to think on that. I don't know. I can't oh, say it. Yes. I Thank can't, you for that support. Listen, in my book, in my <laughs> book The Rassel's Guide to Enlightenment, I also talk about spiritual reality television well, shows. I guess, like. it, I guess it depends what you look like when you're jumping in the money. I mean, are you clothed or unclothed? That's going to be the deal oh, breaker. Yes, baby, whether I'm clothed or unclothed. Now, listen. In the spiritual reality, but see, my show, it's also, I'm, I'm working on a couple of shows. I'm also working on the spiritual reality television show, The Alchemist's Apprentice. Donald Trump challenges a group of Harvard MBAs to study esoteric alchemist texts to discover the Philosopher's Stone, a substance that heals all illness and creates an unlimited supply of gold. If they don't succeed, they're literally fired in a kiln. We'll get to the punchline. Then I have... Uh, spiritual eye for the atheist guy. Every week, four spiritual experts mold an atheist into a crystal-wearing, mantra-chanting, Wayne Dyer-reading, sandal-wearing spiritual guy who can quote A Course in Miracles while standing on one foot, give Reiki, and chew tofu. Wow. wow. Do you, I mean, these ideas that you have, I mean, they are they just coming off the top of your head, or do you have, like, some sort of text you're reading? Because it just seems like you're so intelligent like super incredibly intelligent if you're just blowing this right off the top of your head but if you're it's reading true. it it's all true it's <laughs> you know when you reach a certain level of enlightenment you just know things without beyond the mind you know we think of our mind as encased in our brain but actually there's a universal intelligence which you can tap into and that that's where i get a lot of my creativity my insights i sort of open up and am receptive and then things come through and having said that, I actually have a copy of my book, The Rassel's Guide to Enlightenment, How to Become Enlightened on a Budget by Taking a Course in the Power of Special Speaker Prophets, Demonstra Code, now right in front of me. So and I have it dog-eared. So when I get on radio, I just read things that are in there. I thought so. Now, like your name, it just sounds so perfect for, for the book. It just seems incredibly too perfect. Now, is that your real name? What is uh, your real name? Holistic, I'm just doing some holistic dentistry. Hold on, sir. Oh, my God. Just trying to fill a cavity. I, I'm, I'm multitasking. Okay. Uh, Matzo, the 11 one, well, Matzo, or Matzo is, is, is actually a Jewish bread. Matzo. That's Matzo. What's actually, that's where I got it from. Matzo, the 11 one, which is an 11 bread. Are you there? Are you there, Priscilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just questioning, I'm just, I'm just questioning, questioning reality. reality. Don't mind me. <laughs> now, now, it was a parody. There's a guy out in Yelm, Washington, named Ramsa the enlightened one. 
And Ron for the Enlightened One is a channel that's a, it's a whole long story. It's, a, it's one of the guides of Shirley MacLaine, blah, 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 blah. He was in uh, What the Bleep Do You Know? But anyway, Ramtha, the Enlightened One, was one of the things that really inspired me. So my character is somewhat of a parody of Ramtha, the Enlightened One. Okay. So I'm not so the Unleavened One. Okay, so we will never know your real name. Eventually, it will come out. I'm, I just I try to push things as far as I can go, a la Andy Kaufman. So, uh-huh. uh, for example, so I told you as both of my personalities have been on radio shows. Um, I'm trying to do that with TV. Uh, I did do a trade show. I was doing a book show where I had two booths, one for the Russell's Guide to Enlightenment, one for my other one, and then I was doing book signings, and I was going from, I was jumping into my costume and then doing a book signing and then running over to my other booth. So I've done that too. I've met people. I've met people who are as one, as one personality and then met them as another. Also, here's a little tip. There's a wonderful organization called 10 Million Clicks for Peace. 10millionclicksforpeace.org. They do weekly peace meditations. So I have now been on there as Matzo, leading a, a universal peace meditation. It was a humorous one. It's every Tuesday. And then I did one as my other personality, and they still don't realize it's the same guy. What? Go figure. My God. Go figure. I can't even believe now, it. Now, the next – you can't believe it? I tried to believe it. Now, listen. <laughs> but the next thing is I'm trying to get into a love triangle where I'm going to date a woman – as Matsu and the other guy, and 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 see if she figures out it's the same guy. Oh, I think I, I can pull it off. That's it. Now that is what you should have for your reality television show. As a producer, I know a winning idea, and that's a winning idea. That's what you should be pitching. I'll do it if you'll back me. Oh yeah. Or winning my other ideas. Uh, but, Listen, if you if you like anything I'm doing and want to back me financially or any other way, I will agree to it. I have no morals whatsoever. I'll do whatever you say. I believe Listen, you would. <laughs> that's a good idea. Though. That's, that's a good idea, though, because, you know, again, it's funny because if you just act a little bit differently, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, so here's the thing. The Matzo character is the shadow side of my other personality. So one of my other personality, not wearing the wig, I'm a nice spiritual guy, I lead meditations, and I'm a coach and a counselor, and I'm a, you know, overall nice guy. At least that's what I tell people. But then, when I'm not so, I can just be the opposite. I can be absurd. I can be crazy. I can still be serious. I've got, I've got wisdom. I know real spiritual concepts. I mean, I really know the real deal. But I can lighten up. It liberates me simply by putting on a beard and, and some fake sunglasses and wearing an outfit. So, you so, know, it's, I think it's a good lesson for all of us. We define who we are. So, you, so, un- so under your wig, you could possibly look just like every other soccer dad out there, and we'd never know. You could walk by us and you I don't I don't know if I'm a soccer dad. I'm sure I have some kids out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, you know, at least you know, I try I gotta be careful what I say because my parole officer, you know, is checking in on me and I gotta be careful, ah. you know, my community service and all that. But anyway But you do yes, I mean do you sure. go out do you go out in full costume? I'll, you know, to go to the store, say you're going to the store, pick up some groceries. Do you go out in your guru outfit or is that just when you're going out to perform? Well, I'll tell you a real story. This is a true story. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll just play it straight for a few minutes here while we're talking. Is that a serious topic? First show was in 2003. Okay. I got in I got in my outfit, which is sort of like, it's like a Hindu robe. I don't know what they call it. If you look at my outfit, it looks like something they wear like in, in, in the, you know, Hindus or, or right. you know, in that culture. And I put it on and I got in my car. I was driving out to a yoga studio. And this was in Fort Lauderdale at the time, Florida. Anyway, 
some guy started following me because he thought I was an Arab. He thought by my outfit, you know, because they, they mix everybody together. They, think, they don't know if you're Hindu or if you're Muslim. They don't care. But if you look, you know, so I wasn't wearing my beard and my wig, but I had, but I do have a goatee. Uh-huh. And I have sort of a swarthy complexion. Uh-huh. Not a, not a, I'm not going to look evil. I mean, I'm a nice-looking guy. But anyway, so he saw me in this robe. He saw me in the car. He started following me, and he had all these military stickers all over his car. Ooh. So he decided that he was going to be a hero. So he started chasing me down what? for a while. And I'm like, so finally, what? because I'm, I'm very good at getting out of sticky situations, I, I, I escaped. You know, I, got, I dro- drove down a side street, and I knew the neighborhood. After that, I never really wore my outfit again out in public in terms of driving around. I always like wore like a jacket or something because people are crazy. There's a lot of prejudice. Now I'm not I'm not Muslim. Uh, I'm not Hindu. You know, there's, and there's nothing the matter with those religions. They have many good things to offer, but there's a lot of prejudice. So that that kind of shook me up. Um, when I do my stage show, I wear my outfit obviously. When I perform, I do you know I do the, you know clubs and stuff like that. In my classes, I wear the outfit, but I'm always very careful not to wear it in certain areas. Um, because I could get killed. Yeah, that's okay, for that sure. Okay, that was the that was the end of the serious part. Now well, we can go well, back to the what is your nationality, and where are you from? Because I notice I'm hearing like a you know a, a New York type accent. Are you Italian New York? Uh, it changes. It depends on uh, what what mood I'm in. My my accent changes all the time. Uh, it's good to keep it disguised. But uh, originally <laughs> from another planet. But, uh, you know, Earth has been very good to me, and I really like it here, so I try to blend in. You know, when you're an alien, you try to blend in with the humans, and so this is the best I can come up with. Well, I think uh, you're, I I think you're li- New York, I think you're, I'm going to see you in my mind as New York Italian. All right, all right. Uh, let uh, me just, <laughs> New that, York, that's fine, that's fine. Or New York Jewish. I can, I hear the, I hear the, because, you know, I'm trying to think, um, I'm trying to, figure you out on my end so i'm thinking matzah maybe he's had some experience matzah ball soup so he's possibly jewish and then when you say you have the dark skin you could probably be so i'm thinking you are either italian or jewish new york maybe the bronx queens i'm just trying to put a face to you because all i see is the picture on the on the book so i'm just trying to do a girl thing and try to see what you look like under the beard in my own little way I'm actually Irish. Oh! Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from uh, Great Britain. I studied with Sean Connery. Hey, no. So we meet again, Priscilla. Questioning reality. So I have a question. Social not be taken! Okay, go ahead. That's, I, my little, that's by Sean Connery. I did, on a reason, uh, this is funny, I've got to tell you this bit though. I was on the 20, 10 million clicks for peace, and so the recording energy, uh, engineer's name is Charlie, right? So what they do is you go on and, and you greet everybody who's coming on the call, take like a teleclass, and then, um, and then at a certain point I do my little introduction, and then I say, okay, Charlie, start running the tape. So we record the meditation. So before I did that, I did the, the uh, I did my, I did I did my Marlon Brando. I did my impression. I did my Marlon Brando. I did um, on the waterfront. You know the whole thing with Charlie. You know right. Charlie. It was you, Charlie. I did my whole Marlon Brando. So that was what I did. Uh, <laughs> well, that's overwhelming. Are you, you taking notes? This is very important. Do you, this information includes very do, spiritual truths. Do you do uh, Do you do parties? Do people hire you to do birthday parties? If they'll hire me, I'll go. Just pay me enough money. I'll get in the plane. I don't care. Where are you parties. located? I want to be a. I want, I want to be a party guest. I thought because I'm very like I'm, I'm I like to go and you know people are like who's this guy? So I, I I like people. I'm very curious. So I'll go and I'll talk to them and wear the costume. The only thing with the outfit is it does get very hot. 
Right. Like last week, I was in Denver. I did a show um, on Clear Channel, and so I had to meet the host outside. So I met him outside in my costume, and the beard actually was good because it was like snowing, so it worked out. But when I'm playing the southern states, it's a little bit hard because it gets hot. But I'll do anything, be a party guest. I want to do some video work. You know, maybe I'll have my own show eventually. You know, I'm just trying things out. But, you know, whatever, whatever is fun, you know. Have um, you, but I, I definitely would like to be a party guest. Have you always been like this, or is this, has, is this a recent development? Uh, when I was a little kid, I used to like to wear costumes. You know, I, I wanted to be a superhero when I was a little kid, and then I kind of grew out of that. And then what happened was I, I dropped out of college when I was 19. Uh, I was living in New York at the time, and I got a job on Wall Street uh, doing some customer service work, not trading stocks. God, no. Mm -hmm. Those people are very strange people down there, very greedy. Uh, I guess that's what they inspired me a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, I was working on Wall Street, and I, was doing my, and I did some stand-up comedy. I've been doing stand-up comedy probably since I was 17, 18, something on and off, you know, you know not, not consistently. And, um, you know, over time, I just kept on coming back. I, wanted, I knew that I wanted to mix the spirituality with the humor, but it took me about 15 to 20 years to really learn about spirituality, studying with gurus and, 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 and growing spiritually myself and personally and, you know, becoming, becoming like maturing. And then when I got to a certain point, I, you know, I said, okay, how can I merge these two together? And again, what happened was I had all these, I was play, a regular meditation teacher and many my students began to worship me. And it was very strange because that can be a dangerous thing when people begin to worship you because nobody knows absolute truths. I mean, I know what works for me, but I don't know what works for Joe Blow or whoever. So to avoid that, to break it up, I, I, I put on the costume, did a parody of my class, and invited all my students. Half of them realized it was me. Half of them didn't. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I kind of, you know, was born into being Matzo. But it took many years to actually develop the real spiritual knowledge. Otherwise, it would have been like one of those dumb parodies, like, you know, Mike Myers. Ugh, he's, he released that dumb movie, The Love Guru, the same month that my book came out. And not that he didn't have some good things in it, but it was just so dumb. I mean, it was like, you know, you know teenage humor. Right. It didn't really have a sophistication. So, uh, you know, and I was very irritated by it. So I wanted to have something where, in my book, The Rascal's Guide to Alignment, there actually, if you read it, there actually are really spiritual insights. You actually can learn something, and then there's humor. There's a nice mix between the humor, the seriousness, and the lightheartedness. That is true. I mean, you've been joking pretty much most of the show, but if you do read um, Matzo's book, it really is quite good, and he does have a lot of serious enlightenment uh, passages in there. So it's definitely worth the twelve ninety five. I feel. I really do. Well, one, one, well, one thing that I I'm, I'm very concerned about is the environment. And so I have two chapters about environmentalism. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I, you know, I give a little, you know, there's th some serious stuff about how to save energy and help, you know, environment. And I make a little joke about Roverthal, where when you, instead of, you know, throwing away dog poopy, you take it and you use it as a fuel for methane. So, you know, I joke around about that, but that is very important. I'm very serious about that. Um, and so I, I consider myself almost like an artivist, which is an artist who's an activist. Yes. And one of the things I'm planning, if anybody else out there wants to help me do this, but I'm very concerned about the whole thing with the economy. And so what we're thinking of doing is we want to build the world's largest tip jar yeah. in the world. And then I will sit in the tip jar for 24 hours, and hopefully people will throw money in there so I can reduce my own debt load. You know, I, <laughs> I asked for bailout money from the government, but apparently I look too ethnic, so they wouldn't give me any bailout money. Anyway, then I'm going to go down 
and lead a bunch of unemployed people down to to New York into the front of Lehman, uh, in front of uh, Bank of America and Citigroup and all the guys, Merrill Lynch, who I actually used to work for many years ago, mm-hmm. and go out there, distribute, actually sell. I would sell by matzo brand tip jars, and then we unemployed Americans will sit out in front of the places where they got all this bailout money and gave away billions of dollars of bonuses and panhandle. And try to get that bailout money back into the hands of regular Americans. So that is my vision. That is my dream. Whoever is with me, come with me. And I've been actually been in contact with the group, and this is serious. For those of you who live in, in New York or, or, or from there, there's a cookie factory called Stella Doro. And basically, Stella Doro was, was a family business. It was bought by Kraft, and then Kraft sold it to one of these these like capitalist groups that try to like build up a company and you know chop it up and sell it. So they this company bought Stella Doro, and then they started um, cutting the people's benefits and salary. They wanted to take them, they wanted them to get get a dollar cut in salary every for uh, uh, every year for five years, and they cut out their their insurance all these things. Anyway, they've been striking for several months. So my dream is to have the finances to go there lead those people down the Wall Street with the matzo brand tip jars and panhandle in front of those guys who got the big bailout money. I love I'm it. A vision, I'm a visionary. I love it. I love it, and I think that you're going to do it. And you know what, Matt? We got two minutes to go, so um, I am going to wrap it up with a last thought. Uh, give me go something. Ahead. Give us something to leave and do it in a minute. Give us something ah. to leave. Oh, no. <laughs> The train is leaving the station. Uh, uh, a couple of things, you know. Here's, a, here's something to remember. This is very simple. I'll be serious. Listen, a very famous quote by a minister named William Barclay. He said, in the time we have, it is surely our duty to do all the good we can to all the people we can in all the ways we can. Now, my way is doing my comedic shtick, trying to, like, make serious people on the spiritual path lighten up. I do environmentalism. I recycle. I eat granola. I do my thing. So in your life, whether you buy my book or not, or worship me or not, or make a donation, operators standing by, try to do some good tomorrow, smile at somebody, open the door for somebody, do something good. If somebody's struggling financially, help them out. Do something good. Do all the good that you can in the time that you have. And that's my, that's my little blurb. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Thank you so much, Matzo. Everybody, please go to Matzo's website, gurumatzo.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We're out of time. We're going to see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Question Reality. Thank you. Do you need a website but don't think that you can afford one? Do you dread the thought of even doing the research to find a company that you can afford? Do you cringe because you know that the person you talk to will try to sell you more than the advertised price? At Design on a Dime websites, we pride ourselves in being able to design original, professional, efficient, creative, and extremely affordable websites. Your website design will load fast, be customized to fit your needs and vision, and be presented in a clear, concise, and easy-to-read format with user-friendly link navigation. We challenge you to find a company that has lower prices and better customer service with beautiful, original designs. So, gather some dimes together and call us today at 213-687-6903 or visit us on the web at designonadime.us for your personal consultation with a very friendly representative who will be able to give you a great website that fits your budget.